MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He barely talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? <sighs> I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show because by hour two he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid. He's Polish weird guy. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol in my volume. Alcohol in my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it. It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin, right? So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Dude, fuck him. The kid's dead to me. Fuck him. I've never done anything to that kid. Whatever. I mean, you know, he can sit there on a show that no one listens to. Send him some pictures of your balls and penis. That might rectify the situation. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! If you didn't listen to last week's show, download it and then listen to last week's uh, Dutch and Royce in uh, hour number two. You uh, you missed some shenanigans and goings on. That's pretty much all I'll say with that. Uh, welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It's Tuesday, June 10th, 2014, Tuesday night. That means it is time for drinking during the week, also known as any other day of the week for me, but eh, who's really counting that? Um I have to admit, I, I I like Dutch again now, because after DNR, I have a shitload of new clips that I can use for a new promo or something. So, uh, thanks, Dutch! Hashtag thanks, Dutch! Maybe that'll just really confuse him. <laughs> and I, I have to admit, I, I have I have some clips that I didn't play in the intro there. Um, let me see if I can find them. I think I got them in my Dropbox. Uh, open in new window. Hey, Red Sox. Uh, let's see. We got Roy Black on crack in the chat. We got a Western Echo. We have Red Sox in the chat. And if you're not in the chat, but you're listening live, you can jump in there more like radio.com slash live. If you'd like to call into the show for some reason, 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. And you can Skype alcohol by volume. All one word. Uh, let me find these clips here. Let's see. Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just uh, go in uh, alphabetical order here. I think this one might be longer than uh, what I played in the intro. So let's see here. Whatever. I mean, you know, he can sit there on a show that no one listens to. Listen have to a it. show about a fucking, you know, how long can you talk about beer? Apparently two hours a week. I, maybe I, I the reason why I'm not listening I, to your I, show because yeah, the same goddamn thing start. every fucking week, Kevin. As a matter of fact, I was shithead. talking about beers. I hope we had a whole fuck does he think he is, me. man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one listens to me? Uh, I know I get a little self-deprecating from time to time thinking that no one listens to me, but 
I I I think I'm actually you know one one of the one of the higher up shows on the channel. You know, I I think my uh my downloads uh speak for themselves. I'll just kind of let that go. So yeah, Dennis says he's no one, and you know people in the chat are no one apparently. Well, you know. but but that's that's like Dutch's opinion, man. So uh, let's see what's this one. Dude, fuck him. Oh, okay, that's a nice simple one. Um. But then later, later in the show, he actually he actually said something nice about He's me. He's done great work for the station. Yeah, see, I, I've done great work for the station. Um, this one, I, 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 I think Dutch was confused when he when he kind of went at me with this one here. When I I, I basically invited his ex Kelly to listen to the show because alcohol by volume is apparently a Dutch free zone. Dutch does not tend to regularly listen to the show. So, um, I mean, it. we joked about having Kelly on the show. And you and guys are allowed to because you guys have met her. Have Kelly on the show more multiple than once. times. Yeah, multiple but times. We Which, have by the way, is still not cool. Now, if a prerequisite for being able to mention Kelly on the show is having had met her, um, okay, uh, down in Orlando for Royce and Marie's wedding. Uh, yeah. So, uh, definitely met Kelly. <laughs> I'll see, okay, Red Sox in the chat says I should bring on Kelly to co-host one week. <laughs> uh, I don't know, well, maybe we can make July the, for a whole month co-hosting. I don't know, so, some, somebody reach out to her if you want. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go that far <laughs> to, <laughs> to full-on invite. I'm, I'm inviting her over the air, but that, that kind of leaves it up to her there. Um, let's see. Uh, what about this one here? You know what? You know what's happening here. I see it clear as day. Eticus is your number one biggest fan. He loves you. He adores you, and yeah, you're true. not giving him the attention he wants. And so, what he did is he took a bit that was ours that he saw that you laughed at and said, "Well, you know what? Joel likes that, and I want to make Joel like me. So I'm going to do the thing that they did. Mm -hmm. hoping, it was flattering. It was a cry for help. It's flattering that, that you would love him." Actually, I, I didn't even realize, you know, kind of a bit that uh, Dutch and Royce did. I, I was I was just being an asshole <laughs> and trying to get Dutch's attention. But oh, okay, yeah, Western Echo in the chat. Uh, alcohol by volume with uh, guest hosts Kelly and Jamie. Because hashtag fuck Coletta too. Because I know Joe doesn't listen to my show either. Otherwise, he'd probably drink better beer. Uh, what's this one here? Uh, it just says Royce says I like Kevin. Oh, okay. He's not, I like him. He's nice to me. He's. I friend. did like him until now. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. And, and Royce, Royce made some good excuses for me, which I, which I appreciated because I, I am all Team Royce. Uh, you know, hashtag Team Royce, hashtag Shark Mode, uh, hashtag Show Your Guns. I don't know, whatever the hashtag is on the uh, hippo hashtag board this week. I, I, I don't know if, if, if you can see it on Facebook. Can't remember what they called it. Uh, but what if his maybe his 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 thoughts are being filtered by a lot of alcohol? See, Royce knows me pretty well there. And uh, Dennis says Joe drinks Bud Light. Fuck Joe sideways. Fuck Joe. Hashtag fuck Joe. No, actually, it should be fuck Coletta because fuck Joe could just apply to too many people. Hashtag fuck Coletta. I don't really have anything against Coletta. I'm 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 doing this on the urging of Dennis. Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> then again, Joe probably deserves it after. Uh, last week's brain stew. If you didn't listen to that, make sure you download it. Uh, let's see. Sean being the voice of reason. 
Send him some pictures of your balls and penis. That might rectify the situation. Yeah, and uh, Dutch didn't really have a reaction to that. And then uh, last one I got here, another bit from Sean. I'm going to have to side with Kevin on this one because... Of course you are. Yeah, see, Sean's, Sean's a good dude. Sean, you know, Sean's going to side with me. Why not, you know? I've always been good to Sean. Sean's always been good to me, so why not? So, yeah, so that was last week. If, if, if you didn't catch Dutch, Dutch and Royce, definitely downloaded it. At, at the very least for the second hour of the show, just because it... Yeah, it, there was uh, there there was there was some good anger going from uh from Dutch in that show, and uh, yeah, and Royce and Murray, of course, you know, egging him on. So, uh, you can get that at morelikeradio.org. Just look up Dutch and Royce, and of course, if you want to get uh past episodes of Alcohol by Volume, you can search Alcohol by Volume on there as well. Whole keyword search. Uh, our 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 coders and everything have done a really good job with that. So. The beers I'm drinking this week. No growlers this week. I uh, didn't find anything that really jumped out for me at the liquor stores that fill growlers. Uh, and, and with the $3 off sales on Saturdays, nothing around there was really jumping out at me. So I stuck with bottles for a change. I still... Well, actually, no. I finished uh, the little bit of banana split that I had left. It was like, I don't know, like a 12-ounce glass and a half. Um, oh, and Western Echo in the chat. Sean is good until he has one beer too many and ends up telling you the same story every eight minutes for four hours. <laughs> that's a good point, but that's that's just part of his charm. Just part of his charm. So no growlers this week. Uh, and yeah, actually, all my all my growlers are clean now. Holy shit! I have I have five growlers that I could f- fill up this weekend, which uh, I probably won't. Either that, or I'll commission my wife to do it because I. Am uh, videotaping dance recitals all day on Saturday, so I'm not even gonna have a chance to fill up my growlers. Disappointingly, but I don't know. Maybe my wife will be nice and will get a whole bunch of growler fills for me and surprise me. So what I did by over the past week, I got another bottle of Terrapin Reunion Ale 2013. I had this on Sunday night after uh, I got back from a shoot. It was a high school graduation at a like Christian private school, so I needed a drink after that. I've had that one before. I liked it so much, especially for the six ninety nine price, and I wasn't going to pass up another bottle. Uh, I got Stone's Collective Distortion IPA, really bitter as I was expecting it to be, but I'm starting to train my taste buds into that. But it's not. It's a Imperial IPA with elderberry and coriander, and it uh, actually the elderberry and coriander really came through nicely. Uh, it made it so it wasn't just some regular Imperial IPA. I it, Once I was able to get past that initial bitterness, I really started to like it when I was really picking out the flavors. And, oh, Roy Black on Crack. He is... Uh, what is he drinking here? Uh, let's see. I see some uh, vodka. I see some lemon juice. Actually, I used to have that uh, particular thing. And then I see some Pilsner. And... I think that is actually that that's similar to uh, fuck. What the hell? I'm I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was it was whatever I had made with rum and uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It, it it was some kind of spiced. Oh damn it! It was like a winter warmer kind of thing. I, I'm completely blanking out on it. Somebody somebody might remember, but I I think I made it when I uh, went out to. Michigan for um, for Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, here, uh, Roy Black on Crack says, Porch Crawler. So I see vodka, I see a Pilsner, and I see lemon juice. 
uh, and actually looks pretty good. I, I think that the problem with the one that I had made was that fuck there there was something. I think it was the the spices didn't dissolve and mix in very well with that one. But this this one looks uh this one looks pretty easy. Uh okay, what else did I get this week? Goose Island 312 Urban Wheat Ale. I'm making sure to say it properly so Scrams doesn't get at me. Good old standby. I brought it to the in-laws for dinner one night, so I figured why not. Uh, I got and this one I I picked this one up on a complete whim and I'm glad I did so I could at least try it. Not something I get again probably, but glad I tried it at least. Horny Goats Laka Laka Pineapple Hefeweizen in cans. Um, it's, it's not bad for a Hefeweizen, and you guys know my apprehension with horny goat beers after that milk stout drain pour, but the banana and clove notes kind of overwhelm the pineapple just a bit too much for me. A little more pineapple would have made that one solid. Again, it, decent enough. I, I got a six pack of it and I enjoyed it just fine, but a little bit more on the pineapple and it would have made that one a, a one that I'll buy again. Um, then I got Dogfish Head Rosabi, that IPA with wasabi. I have not tried that one yet. And that one's still sitting in my fridge. I'm very curious about that one. Uh, no idea what to expect from it. But when, when I saw it come across my new releases, I, I knew I wanted to pick it up. What I'm drinking right now, though, it's one that arrived completely under my radar. I had no idea it was coming out until I saw it on the shelf. And it's actually pretty damn good. It's from Rogue. It's this year's release of their Voodoo Donut beer. It is Voodoo Donut, pretzel, raspberry, and chocolate ale. I am drinking it tonight. I actually posted an image of the bottle and of the poured beer in a glass. It comes out pretty dark. So um, not, it's not, not a thin-feeling beer, especially not like the, uh, the first one, the... Uh, bacon maple ale that one had a good taste to it but once i once i had um once i started actually having rock beers it it, that one didn't compare and it felt very thin in comparison but this one this one has has a good amount of heft to it it's not a very high alcohol content um i think it's uh, five five four i think where the hell is uh 5.4 yeah but uh, yeah, I posted an image of the bottle and the poured glass on Twitter, on my personal Twitter, and also on Instagram, if you follow me on there. So you'll see those there. The bottle, it's the traditional pink bottle for the Voodoo Donut ones, and it looks like it has uh, some kind of, well, gingerbread man in blackface. That's almost kind of what it looks like, being stabbed by a pretzel. Kind of hard to say what they were going for there, but and then it's got like, chocolate bars and pretzels and raspberries going across the label. It, it, it's a cool looking bottle. I might actually hang on to this one. But it's actually pretty decent. I don't get a lot of the pretzel up front. It's it's a lot of the raspberry and chocolate. Somebody on Untapped described it as almost like uh, having a raspberry chocolate cake. That's pretty close to it. I get a little bit of that breadiness in there and that I think that's where I'm picking up some of the pretzel from. This is a far, far cry from the chocolate, peanut butter, banana, whatever the fuck that thing was last year. That god-awful abomination of a beer last year. I was worried about this one. But I picked it up anyway. 
And when I started looking at reviews online, seeing the ratings on Beer Advocate and stuff like that, you, know, you can always take that with a grain of salt anyway. But the reviews were actually relatively favorable. So it made me feel a lot better about this one than last year's. So if if you see a bottle of this, pick it up. If you're If you're into that collusion of flavors... I think this one actually works really well. It, Rogue, this is their third time out. Third time out doing the Voodoo Donut. I think they finally started hitting the flavors right, and I think it's because nowadays in in craft beer, m- more brewers are working with those different kind of flavors more frequently. So it's it's not as strange to be working with pretzel and raspberry and chocolate. I mean, chocolate is standard now. Raspberry, you find that a lot more now, particularly in wheat beers. Pretzel, that's not unheard of because Shock Top did that pretzel beer. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, uh, let me take another drink here. This, this is actually really, really good. Not a lot of not a lot of head on it. Uh, decent amount of carbonation in it. Definitely not a thin feeling beer, especially for a five point four percent. It, if you see it, pick it up. It, it, this is a good one. Um, so now that I got that through, um, Jesus Christ, the chat all of a sudden died. Let me make sure it's not just me. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, coming up on Saturday, June twenty first, and this is potentially a reminder to Dennis in case he hasn't uh, purchased a ticket thus far. I will be at the New York City Craft Beer Festival, potentially, hopefully, along with our own Western Echo, drinking all sorts of different craft beers. So if you're attending, come by and say hi to your favorite drunkie and Ukrainian, and uh, we'll act all high and mighty and um, ignore you, probably, you know, because we're, we're nice like that, right? But uh, this is, this is going to be the first festival I've gone to in New York. This is a pretty big one, so I'm... I'm looking forward to seeing what I can taste there. I know there are going to be a lot of brew, well, not necessarily a lot, but a decent amount of brewers there that I can't get their products in New Jersey. Uh, Bell's among them. Um, I mean, the only time I've really gotten their stuff was uh, when I'm in Michigan. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And Dennis says the chat dies when I'm not screaming. Fuck Dutch. God damn it! That's that's going to end up on Dutch and Royce tonight again, isn't it? Oh, oh. Dennis, Dennis, you are a shit stir. Oh yeah, yeah, he has a good point. Let's see who else doesn't listen to my show. Well, I, 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 I know, I know. Royce, when he gets a chance, he listens to my show. But Ro- Royce is a very busy man. Both, both he and Marie are very busy. Um. So let's see who else doesn't listen to my show. Um. Well, shit, I'm trying. I, I don't think JJ listens to my show. But you know what? Uh, that, that, that's JJ. No, he, he's just trying to do a show, man. Yeah, don't don't have time to listen to other shows. Just trying to do my show, man. So not not gonna hold that against him. Um, ah, I I, I wonder if uh, if the people from Talk Radio Meltdown listen to my show. But I, I but I know I know they're pretty busy too, and I love their show. So I mean I'm, I I can't go off on Jack and Kate and Nicole. I I and Red. I I I, I can't do that. I I just can't do that. Um, oh, okay, Radio Judge. He also hates hockey. Fuck Radio Judge. Ugh. Yeah, I know. White ass Brent in the chat. Kevin said is getting a little big, thinking DNR would talk about him two weeks in a row. Eh, that's, a, that's a good point there. 
I never know. Stranger, I don't know. I, I might be on the previously on, and that's about it. So that's that's really all I can hope for there. <laughs> Come on, any 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 press is good press for this shit show. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, New York City Craft Beer Festival. Looking forward to that. Uh, let me actually bring up the webpage for that. NYC Craft Beer Fest. There we go. NYCCraftBeerFest.com. Ah, uh, let's see. General info. Do, 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 do. Business owners. Food. Ooh, food. Okay. Wow, I'm already getting into food. Oh, Tipsy Scoops. Tipsy Scoops blends the magic of an artisanal ice cream with the mastery of a perfect, perfectly mixed cocktail. Having worked with many of the world's finest creamers and mixologists, she creates an astounding variety of small batch handcrafted boozy ice cream flavors. Now that sounds damn good. Magical selection of artisanal ice creams combine the mastery of a perfectly balanced cocktail with the familiar indulgence of smooth homemade ice cream. Then we also have Rosamunde. I'm probably pronouncing that right. Sausage Grill. Oh my god. See? And we gotta get back to food in this show. Always back to food. Um, oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Western Echo in the chat here. I'm making sure it is known that Western Echo says this. Western Echo says Nicole is adorable. Jack isn't. Fuck Jack. <laughs> well, I don't know. Jack listens to a lot of the same music I do, so I can't be mean to Jack. Um, so check out that. Oh, that spread there. That is a that that is a delicious looking sausage sandwich. Six twenty six. Um, let's see. So wow, holy shit. Yeah, beer sausage, spicy pork and beef made with Lagunitas Maximus. Uh, Jesse's Pastries, oh, Morris Grilled Cheese, oh my god, there's a Gouda with corn chili butter and fat back bacon, uh, delicate cheese with truffle butter, truffle cheese and caramelized shallots, uh, let's see, uh, The Stand, uh, the, uh, comedy club that's in Gramercy Park, they are gonna have food there too. Oh, tater tot nachos, truffle mac and cheese. God, salted caramel bread pudding. Jesus Christ! Oh, I'm gonna get fat, fat, fat that weekend. Uh, all I did was go here to. Okay, here we go. Featured breweries. That's that's what I really should have been talking about. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Red Sox has a has a good point. Uh, I don't see Hammy in here ever. Does he listen? Mm-hmm. Fuck Hammy! <laughs> Fuck Hammy! I'm just trying to make my way to all the other shows. And, uh, oh, Dennis has another hashtag. Uh, hashtag fuck Chevelle. <laughs> um, that actually makes me think here. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know if I... Do I have Chevelle in my MP3s? I'd be surprised if I do. It'd be funny if I did. Nah, I don't have any Chevelle. I, I thought I'd have at least a couple Chevelle songs, but I guess... Even even I have my have my limits there. Uh, yeah, it, it would be let's see, it'd be it'd be right in between. Uh, goddamn, I have a lot of CH bands. I I can't do alcohol. Or, wow, I can't do alphabet alcohol. I can do alcohol. Oof, I'm not gonna play Chevelle. Don't worry, Dennis. Oh yeah, Punchy doesn't drink. Fuck Punchy. Although <laughs> I, I I bought Punchy a beer. I bought him that bottle of Trooper. Even if he wasn't necessarily going to drink it, I bought it for him. Because Punch, oh, Punchy's a good guy. Oh. <laughs> pour the rest of my rogue here in my glass. <laughs> Dennis is uh, threatening to stab me, but in a, in a courteous fashion. That's all I'll say. 
You'll see in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. So uh, some of the some of the breweries that are going to be at the New York City Craft Beer Festival. Uh, we have Ike Schlenkerla, uh, Westmall, uh, Reisdorf, Schneider Weiss. These are like all the international stuff. Fuller's, um, O'Hara's, Wells & Young, Heistefan, Unibrew, Warsteiner, then American stuff. We got Jolly Pumpkin going to be there. Thank God. Doc's Draft, which I fucking love their hard ciders breckenridge defiant smutty nose ballast point um let me see abita is going to be there bells uh allagash uh dogfish head boulder beer oh i hope they have shake on tap oh no okay they're actually listing i'm sorry they're listing the beers they're gonna have boulder beer is gonna have hazed and infused and mojo dogfish head it's gonna have apra nice and sati uh i don't Wow, I don't know what this one logo is, but they have a beer called Raw Coffee, which sounds goddamn good. Uh, Oh, Jolly Pumpkin. Jolly Pumpkin's going to have La Roja. If you're going to this festival and you've never had La Roja, try it. It, it, It's an American wild ale. It will fucking blow you away. Uh, Let's see. Southern Tier is going to be there. Speakeasy. Uh, Oyster Bay, Stone, Stouts, Trogues. Uh, Trogues is going to have Nugget Nectar, which is nice. Uh, River Horse, Six Point, Brooklyn Brewery. Wow. Two of the brews are here from Brooklyn Brewery. I have never heard of these. Uh, Ridgy Didge and Hammerby Syndrome. I'm, I'm guessing these are more exclusive ones due to it being in New York. So that is pretty damn cool. I'm looking forward to tasting many, 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 many of those. I may have to make myself a pretzel necklace so I don't die on the floor there. Um, uh, oh, okay, see, now now Dennis is bashing Halls. I, I, th- I think Halls listened to my show once. I, I, I think she has listened at least once because I know she she's talked about me on the show before, so I can't be mean to her. But fuck Folms, right on top of his stupid furnace. I don't know what the hell that's all about, so I'll just assume that Dennis knows what's going on with that. Ah, so I guess I can get into some news kind of things. I I was fucking hurting for material this week. I I was doing show prep most of the day yesterday, and I don't know. It, I I couldn't find shit, and it was just bumming me out, and it just put me into a really surly mood. Thankfully today I'm a little bit better. I mean, it ran like six and a half miles this morning. Walked another two in the afternoon, so I think I'm a little more even keel now. So hopefully I can just kind of ride that through the show. So remember those lawsuits a while back regarding Anheuser-Busch InBev supposedly watering down their beers? Um, this was maybe a few months ago that I reported on it. Well, they were dismissed. No real surprise there. Um I, I, I didn't expect anything less out of that. And there wasn't much more to that story. It was just, it, they seemed to be really frivolous lawsuits. They found all the beers independently tested were within that 0.3 variance of the uh, ABV level that they're advertised at. So not watered down. AB InBev wins again. And speaking of Anheuser-Busch InBev, well, the, the, this, this, I don't know, seems kind of hacky, but... Uh, this summer, Bud Light is going to take over an entire town. Uh, there's actually a video here. Uh, I don't know. Let me 
me play this and see what the hell. I, I honestly had, I have no idea what this video is and I haven't played it before, so. Yeah, I'm gonna need uh, 40,000 pairs of flippers, 70,000 bags of ice, 33,000 tubes of sunscreen, a cake with a lady inside, a cake with a dude inside, and then a cake with some cake inside for all the people that love some cake. Ooh, I like them. Let's find out his tuxedo size. Uh, yeah, I'm back. That was, a, was, that that? was a hedgehog, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's perfect. Did I already order ice? Bud Light is creating a town this summer, and you could go. Find out more at upforwhatever.com. Okay, eh, fair enough. It, it, Thirty second ad. It wasn't wasn't awful. And gotta admit, you know, people do like cake. I like cake. Can't can't get enough of cake. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things I I love with C and K in it. So, um, so let's see. Uh, beer brand auditioning for citizens who are up for whatever in the civic extension of its Super Bowl campaign. This is from fastcocreate.com. Ah, for the big game, Bud Light took over an entire cruise ship, created an epic night in New York City for one unsuspecting dude. Now the brand is combining the two under its The Perfect Beer for Whatever Happens campaign to stock an entire town with people who are, you guessed it, up for whatever. Ooh, they're going to be wild and crazy, I bet. Ooh, there are going to be some major shenanigans going. I bet somebody's going to put some detergent in the in the city fountain. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, is somebody going to put a banana peel on the street? Somebody's going to slip on it. Oh, shenanigans. I don't know. Um, it, it's marketing. It's promotion. Whatever. Uh, new ad. Uh, consumers who show Bud Light they're up for whatever through auditions across the country and online may score a visit to this mysterious hamlet for a weekend in August. The brand says it's a place filled with, quote, spontaneous fun and surprises around every corner. If, if, if I thought I had enough listeners... I would enlist you guys to, uh, I don't know, try and try and push me for this particular thing so I could go to whatever this thing is in August. But with my luck, it would be the weekend that my wife is giving birth, and yeah. Uh, if your buddy from college who was always up for whatever is any indication, a whole town full of them could yield such surprises as Sharpie face painting on a mass scale. Now, Sharpie face painting, pff, that's fucking lightweight. I, I saw on Reddit there was a Sharpie tuxedo. Now, that's how you do it. Or entire neighborhoods waking up looking like a certain Japanese billboard. Uh, let's see. Open in New Link. What the hell is this? Sleeping drunks in Japan get transformed into billboards for responsible drinking. Uh, okay. Eh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, copy image. Th this actually is kind of an interesting thing they did in Japan. Uh, sleeping drunks. Turn them into a billboard. Not a bad idea, you know, kind of like, kind of a street art kind of kind of vibe there. Um, let's see, there's another one here. This one, this one's actually actually cooler in my opinion because it really looks like it took some forethought with the with the characters and everything on the on the steps. Uh, there we go. So uh, I can't read Japanese anymore. Used to be able to kind of muddle through it, so I don't even know what it's saying, but. Kind of a neat visual there for, you know, endorsing responsible drinking. And uh, I guess a Tokyo bar chain had sponsored that. So the exact location of whatever USA isn't known, but the brand will be dropping hints in the coming weeks through TV, print, and online ads. Until then, we don't know much, but at least know, we know there will be plenty of cake. Yeah, probably plenty of cock, too, because, you know, what what's what's, you know, what's a party where everybody's up for whatever without 
you know, without a bunch of cock, right? 636. Uh, hold on. I'm just... There we go. Okay. Had to turn on a fan here, but make sure it was not hitting my microphone. Oh, so much better. It's normally a lot cooler down here, but it's humid today. And Yeah, fuck this weather. Fuck the cold. Fuck the heat. I, I'm not happy in any temperature, no matter what. Uh, got this from the drinks business. Uh, man on motorized beer cooler arrested. This seems to happen every few months. This time, it is in Australia. Ugh, excuse me. An Australian man was arrested after he was caught driving under the influence down the middle of a suburban street on a motorized beer cooler. Police spotted the man riding the motorized cooler, which has a maximum speed of 20 kilometers per hour, on a road in Perth about 8 p.m. on Friday night. Police said in a statement, As my vehicle will only be able to travel at very low speeds. The lighting devices on said vehicle will be negligible and make it very difficult for other motorists to see. Blimey. 22-year-old man from Sorrento who was charged with driving under the influence was reportedly on his way to a service station and thought the mini beer cooler motor would be safer than his car. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the vehicle, known as an Esky in Australia, can be bought online for around $500, with many Aussies taking their love of the mini motors to the extreme, adapting them into weird and wonderful creations. Uh, there's a video they have from 2012's Australia Day, which... Uh, I don't know, it just it, it it looks like people falling over and crashing into things. So, yeah, another another day, another drunk Aussie. Uh, another one from the drinks business here. Well, this is this is a fun one and it makes me uh, kind of worried about German beers now. Actually, not really, but you know, kind of go with it. German beer contaminated with plastic. I wish I had a uh, dun, 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 sound effect just to give a little emphasis here, but Invading plastic particles have been identified in a number of German beers threatening the country's historic beer purity laws. All the country's biggest beer and mineral water brands tested, so even mineral water, were found to contain microscopic plastic fibers. Uh, research released on Tuesday and commissioned by Consumer Rights Magazine program Markt has revealed Pilsner was the worst affected beer with an average of 78.8 particles per liter, Followed by Munich's Paulaner Wheat Beer at 70 and Warsteiner Pills at 47, while mineral water was found to be less affected. Uh, microplastics are small particles found in the environment, which have become a particular concern to the marine environment, polluting lakes and oceans. Uh, let's see, no danger to human health has yet been identified with the particles. However, Professor Stefan Flugmacher an ecological toxologist from the Institute for Ecology at Berlin's Technical University told Markt, Microplastic will sooner or later represent a danger to us. I figure, you know, Dennis is here for the impression, so I might as well deliver. Uh, research looking at the effects of plastic particles. Basically what they're saying is, in small doses, yeah, this plastic ain't going to do shit to you. But if you drink a lot of beer, over time, there could be, you know, ill health effects. Now, the reason this is particularly relevant in Germany, do these beers all of a sudden now go against the Reinheitsgebot, you know, the German 500-year-old beer purity law stating that beer can only be made from four ingredients, water, hops, malt, and yeast. Well, now you got plastic in there. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a, you know, tricky, tricky situation there. Which 
does tie into this next story I got from naturalnews.com. No, they don't seem to have an agenda, do they? But it's still a story nonetheless. Filtration methods used in commercial beer production found to contaminate product with arsenic and heavy metals. Yes, 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 heavy metals. Come on, I just... I, I, I wanted to use that. I haven't watched Bill and Ted in years. I love that movie. Uh, powdery substance used to pull impurities out of beer and make it clear for consumption could be a major source of heavy metal contamination. New research presented at the 245th wow, National Meeting and Exposition of the American Chemical Society has identified diatomaceous earth, which is used... What the fuck? which is used by some breweries in the processing and filtration of commercial beer as a source of arsenic and other toxins. Um, researchers first discovered the anomaly after observing high levels of arsenic in beer samples collected throughout Germany. What? What? And they're saying it is the filtration technology that's to blame. Uh, arsenic was detected at high levels in many of the 140 German beers they tested. They looked at the hops, grains and the other ingredients came up with nothing and then they narrowed it down to the filtration method the okay i'm gonna fuck up the word again diatomaceous earth d-i-a-t-o-m-a-c-e-o-u-s it is the fossilized remains of ancient algae that can function as a filtration method that is apparently where um where the uh problem is coming from with this uh with this uh arsenic 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 did i say arsenic yes arsenic and heavy metals and ah um roy black on crack says my pronunciation of german names is spot on today i don't know if he's being sarcastic and roy black on crack also says it depends if it's in the water it always says brewed according to the uh, reinhardt uh which doesn't say it could oh which doesn't say it could be going in the beer later okay mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a technicality. So, um, and the same, I I would figure, um, shit. This this is a weird one with with this filtration and you know the heavy metals and arsenic, because it's during the filtration, not necessarily the brewing. So it's another weird technicality. And and, and the funny thing is. Both this and the previous story with the microscopic plastic fibers, if it wasn't for the Reinheitsgebot, I doubt this would even necessarily be an issue. I mean, you look at the filth limits we have in our own food and drinks in the U.S. You know, what is it? You know, a hot dog stand in New York can have, you know, such and such parts per million of, you know, you know, bug legs and rat feces and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, let me go through. Let's see. Commercial beers from other countries test positive for arsenic. Uh, chronic or lower levels of exposure can lead to per, uh, progressive peripheral and central nervous changes, such as sensory changes. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, so it, it, basically, they're saying the levels identified are still generally low, considered to be within the official government thresholds for safety. Uh, obviously, though, if you can avoid getting those into your beverages, you know the arsenic and the heavy metals. You may want to try. Um, it's becoming apparent that arsenic and other heavy metals are not fully purged by the body, even when taken in low levels. That means that perpetual exposure can lead to toxic accumulation, something that's often ignored during scientific inquiry. Now, the... Oh, 
sorry, Ryan Heitzkeboat. That's better. <laughs> um, after all, the European Union is screwing the Ryan Heitzkeboat, allowing non-Rhine beers to be sold as beer. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yes, Dennis, I would figure. <laughs> figure. Or as some people might say, figure. Yes. Didn't say anything else. No, 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 no. Um, but it, I don't know. Th- th- this is one of those things that, yeah, yeah accumulating the system can you know cause a problem for you. The, the study in the article did not make it really clear necessarily, though, if this is more a filtration method issue between big beer and craft beer or what whether this is something that craft beer suffers from as well I think let me see uh, yeah, there's a full fucking report at lef.org but I'm not going to read through that just the fact that they tested over 140 German beers makes me think that it probably delves into craft but I don't know what that means over here in the states either uh, fun times in Florida fun times in Florida because we love we love Florida stories on on most of our shows here on MLR. Florida man calls nine one one seven times because quote his wife threw out his beer. Sounds reasonable, right? Uh, I I wish I had been able to find the fucking nine one one call for this. I would have played it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Um. So let's see. Uh, this is from Jezebel.com. Uh, Florida man is back, and he brought along his wife, Florida woman. This time he's in trouble for calling police because his wife threw away his beer. According to WPBF, Carlos Bueno Mir, 49, of West Palm Beach, called 911 a grand total of seven times in one evening to report his wife for throwing out his beer. Now, before I get further into the story, I have to admit that this guy, I don't know, he... he, he I have a picture of him. He, 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 he looks... A little familiar if someone we knew was a bit older and had some grayer hair and wait the chat just break on me thought I posted an image and then uh oh I think the chat is breaking on me I'll continue on with the story for now and see if the chat will actually refresh on me or not uh, when officers arrived after the first call, Bueno Mir appeared intoxicated and told them that his wife had, quote, thrown out his beer. The officers instructed him that his situation was not an emergency and was advised not to call 911 unless there was an emergency, the report said. Bueno Mir called 911 again and became uncooperative with the operator, refusing to provide what his emergency was. Bueno Mir called 911 again and began yelling that a female outside had broken into two of his beers. Uh, okay, chat's back up for me. Uh, in total, Bueno Mir called 911 seven times within four hours. Oh dear, he was arrested and charged with misuse of the 911 emergency system for making a false alarm or complaint reporting false information. Now, maybe he was calling them to report an upcoming murder because, you know, if that was some really good beer, he'd be killing his wife. And who the fuck am I kidding? It was probably Natty Light or some other shit like that. But I don't know. You you look at this Carlos Bueno meter, and I don't know. I, could, I, could, I can see a little bit of Royce in the face there. I don't know. Call me crazy. 
or call me fired, perhaps, if, if I'm completely off on this. But I don't know. I, I, I can see I can see it a little bit there, a little bit. And just, you know, gray hair, older, a little bit more hair. Um, but I'm not going to... Not gonna move too far into that territory because I do not want to piss off the boss un- un- unless he finds it funny and then ha ah, yes yeah the dude does look like Royce. Uh, this one popped up on my newsfeed yesterday as I was doing show prep. The brewery out of Placienta, California. I uh, t- I tend to be a fan of some of their sour beers. They're a bit pricey for me to drink too often. On on the whole, I'll probably end up being able to get maybe like two or three bottles of their stuff a year, because they're anywhere between twenty to thirty dollars a bottle, and it, I I just I can't can't spare that kind of cash, you know, especially if it's one I haven't had before and I'm not sure how good it is for me. But the brewery out of Placienta, California, they're forming a separate business unit specifically to focus on their farmhouse ales and their American wild ales. It's going to be called. Brewery Terro, which translates to Earthly Brewery. Uh, according to the article from Beer Street Journal, Brewery Terro will take its guidance and inspiration from the earth, creating and presenting flavors as the earth intended. Wart will be created on the brewery's new GEA Craft Star Brew House, then transported to their own facility down the road. All barrel aging and fermentation will take place at the brand new Brewery Terro facility. Uh, they're going to have a new tap room open in 2015 in Anaheim, California. And the wild ales and sours that the brewery currently brews, such as Oud Tart, Saison Rue, stuff like that, they're going to be transitioned to Brewery Teru. So splitting the brewery apart, uh, having you know different different divisions for specific things. And I, I, think, I think part of this came about because most of, mostly last year, the brewery had a number of issues with infections in their non-sour beers where the wild um, the wild yeast and bacteria and everything were showing up in their beers that were not intended to be sour. It happened, if, if I recall correctly, at least three times with three different brews over last year. If they do this, it should completely eliminate the possibility of that happening. All the wild ales, one location, everything else they do, another location. So I, I think that's a good move for them. It, it, it makes financial sense to be able to do that because you think of all the, the recall and everything and all the refunds they had to do for their stuff. Uh, their, uh, what was it? Um, fuck, I'm, 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 I'm forgetting the the big one that they had um, last year, uh, like Black Tuesday, White Tuesday, so- something like that. There was a, there was a big one in, in one of their clubs that, that got infected and people had a problem with that. Now, it, yeah, maybe I can get a little more distribution of the sours out here and lower price. Yeah, I, I love the stuff from them. It's fucking great. But I, uh, I cannot justify... 20 to 30 dollars a bottle like that i mean there, there are certain things like you know a certain bottle from sam adams that i'll get for you know 25 bucks or something like that or you know something from stone or rogue that one time i may get for you know 15 maybe even 20 dollars a bottle but 
I think the cheapest beer I've ever gotten from the brewery was maybe $13 or $14. And I found it to not even be that good, unfortunately. I, I, you know, uh, maybe would have not been as miffed pan, I don't know, like eight bucks for it. But yeah, all their, all their good stuff is, you know, 20 to 30 bucks. So I don't know if we'll see a lowered cost or not. I can, I can only hope so. Um, what else I got here next? Eh, I'll hit this last one before break, and then I, I, I got, I got some lists coming up after break because I, I don't know what the fuck else to do today. Uh, Rich from Arizona actually um, sent me a couple good links uh, over the past few days, so I'm gonna, gonna delve into those. Both of them actually from BuzzFeed, so. Thank you, Rich. Very, very helpful with my show prep this week. I mean, I, I was tempted to not do a show because I'm like, fuck this. I have, no, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Florida mother convicted of having sex with teen boys granted asylum in Canada after she fled 30-year prison sentence. Oh, that's nice. Uh, this story is completely different from that, though. Not, not a Florida mother convicted of having sex with a teen. This is the 350 underground beer fridge. That means you'll never have to leave the garden. I got an image from the article here. I'll post it into the chat. It's actually kind of an interesting concept. A little bit frivolous, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, it's a 1.13 meter tube that can keep beers cool underground. Uh, crank is used to raise a beer and deliver it directly to the garden. And the the, the top of it, I, I, I would assume intentionally, looks kind of like a... Uh, beer cap. It's called the E-Cool. It sinks 24 beers underground. Cans, not bottles. When beers are removed, the next is automatically pushed to the top using a pulley system. Um, and re- really, it, it takes advantage of the lower temperatures underground to keep the beer chilled. That's that's how it works there. there you're, not, you're not running power to this or anything like that. So, entire system, just over a meter in height, sunk underground, advised to use a garden drill, but can be installed with a shovel as well. Uh, apparently, if you're a real man, uh, use a garden drill. I'm a fucking pussy. It says the system is ideal for eco-friendly beer drinkers as it uses no electricity. So I guess that could be the kind of thing where if you, you know, if, if you're feeling environmental and you don't want that, you know, energy hogging beer fridge out in the garage or whatever. Uh, easy to install in the garden or terrace. Use no electricity. It's 113 centimeters in height. Uh, holds 24 cans, can stay installed the whole year. Uh, got a guy standing here with it, and he has a total fucking rape face on him. Hashtag rape face. No, that's not me. Can be installed on a deck, directly on grass. And it's apparently already proved pretty popular online as uh, temperatures have gone up. Now, of course, people in the comments are, you know, I'm far more happy. Wait, okay. I, I, well, let's see. Okay, this one's from the UK. I'm far more happier simply walking to the fridge instead of forking up money for something that would take me no less than 10 seconds to get. Uh, somebody from the U.S. talking about not understanding why HVAC ducts are not laid underground. Uh, let's see. People talking about second fridge. It, I, I, I think the problem with this one is at 350 bucks. It, you know what? I, I, I like the environment and all, but yeah, I'm just I'm just going to shell out 100 on a beer fridge that I can keep under my desk here uh, in my studio, which I still do need a beer fridge at some point, uh, probably after I move. Hopefully I move down to Florida. <laughs> Please. Uh, 
So with that, um, after the break, like I said, I got I got a few lists coming up. Um, two of them from BuzzFeed. Uh, do, 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 what else I got? One from DraftMag.com that I might tap into. There's some stuff I've been sitting on. And, of course, the new beer releases and reveals for the week. I got some stuff from Allagash, from Sierra Nevada, uh, Cigar City, Brooklyn Brewery. So a lot of, lot, of, lot of random stuff out there. So I'll be back after this break in a bit here on Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio. Alcohol by Cheers. Volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's the name down. of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. Let's shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. Talk Radio Meltdown. I literally think I got an Instagram. I think I posted one, possibly two photos, and I haven't touched the same. Both of beer. No, actually, uh, one of them was of... Uh, His I know balls. My- <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. Hey, you feel classy on Monday nights? Welcome to the slip party. Yes! Well, uh, okay, maybe not. Listen to Marianne. Oh my god, I would take the shits over throwing up anytime. Uh, and Kitty. Yeah, and you know what I like doing is sucking the cream out. Wait, what the hell is this show about? That's a bad vagina. And I'm supposed to listen to this train wreck. Why? Their show is so funny. Oh my god. Well, uh, if you say so, Kitty. So, uh, when am I supposed to tune in? How about, like, a Monday night at 9? Okay, sounds good. Anything else I should know? Better out through the mouth than the butt, right? I think I'd rather have it out through the butt. They don't pay me enough to do this goddamn shit. Daytime Divas, Monday, 9 to 11 Eastern, only on More Like Radio. Penis, 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 penis. Penis. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic, a drug addict. When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. 
Oh my god, what are you I meant doing? I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Mr. Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three. Three. How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? The world may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at morelikeradio.com. We are the Shy Kids. See it right there. It's done. You know the way at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudiced to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for here? We'll name check every country on the show. That way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh, yeah. Well. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> and to the Italians. Papa da poopy. Papa da poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans? Hey, hey man. <laughs> uh, Spain? <laughs> uh, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Cockerel Doom Dark. No. You big loop, are you? <laughs> no, that sounds That's like Limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ali, Ali, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, Ali, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs> Wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. Hey guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, 
hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today, Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. The Cousin Joe Show. Now, I know what a crack vial is because there was one time I went to go score coke, and this guy in Patterson asked for coke, and he goes, all right. And like usual, they got it all set up right. They got fucking... They got all their... They're like fucking 14-year-old kids on bicycles riding around the corner to flag the dealer if the cops are around. Like, just as lookouts while I'm parked and the guy goes in the apartment or whatever and gets the shit. Comes out with these vials of... It looks like salt. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, it's coke. And the way he looked at me and said it, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this guy. I'm not... I'm just gonna pay, take it. And I tried sniffing crack. I didn't realize until like two minutes later... I'm like, why is my nose getting clogged with shit? I'm like, oh wait, this isn't coke. This is these are crack rocks, but they were, <laughs> they were, they look like like sea salt. They're like fucking. <laughs> so you just you got overcharged. I remember I went to go crack. get a haircut right after that, and I was looking in the barber shop. You went to go get a haircut on coke? <laughs> I did no, everything no. I coke hey, back then. It was crack. It was just part of my day. What are you talking about? Them out. I remember looking in the mirror, going like, shit, because they started to fall out of my nose. <laughs> Tune in to the Cousin Joe Show live Thursday night 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. A ton of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. MoreLikeRadio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. That night, Barney and I found ourselves in a strange new universe called The Drunk Train. Where has this heavenly vehicle been all my life? Can you hear its inspiring chant, Ted? I think I can get laid. I think I can get laid. It's it's the little engine with wood, the Orient Express, the Long Island Tail Road. Oh, I got one. Thomas the Spank Engine. Ted, that is a children's book. Hour number two here of Alcohol by Volume on morelikeradio.com. If you would like to join the live chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. And yes, Red Sox, that would be mean. But then again, I think I actually just put fuck foot. I told Footer he was fired. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, if you want to Skype in, Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Or you want to call 862-345-7125. The easy way to remember that for your fucking drunk ass 862 alcohol of course that presupposes that you can spell which we all know none of us can spell um there was one thing i was i was gonna mention and i completely forgot um oh i had mentioned this in previous shows and i actually i posted a picture once i got this done i i think i posted on instagram and twitter um, that shadow box that I had been talking about doing, that I was going to purchase one, and I was going to do a sticker on the glass and everything, and the one with like custom sticker and everything set up for it, it was like eighty bucks or possibly even more, like closer to a hundred bucks. I'm like, fuck that. So what I did, my my wife actually had an unused shadow box. We got some spray paint, 
taped off the window and the spray paint that I got, it's uh, some of that textured stuff. So it's supposed to kind of look like stone. Got that around the border. It looks fucking amazing. I was going to do a sticker on the glass. I wanted to do kind of a monochrome cutout version of the ABV logo. And I just, I could not create anything that I was happy with. And my wife was like, why do you need a sticker anyway? You're just going to hide the bottle caps. I'm like, okay. So, forewent the sticker, um, sealed up the door, and I have bottle caps going into it. And I, I thought I had a lot of bottle caps and corks and stuff. Like, I have like three Weyerbacher corks in there saved up. But, um, yeah, not, not, not even close. Um, in fact, you know what? Let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can do a quickie image of this. Do, 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 do. Save it to my uh, Dropbox here. But I mean, like I, you know, I'm seeing Sam Adams. Um, God damn it! I've got to swing my microphone back. Sam Adams caps, uh, Duclaw, Kona, like a whole bunch of stuff. It, this picture will not do it justice when I get it into the chat room. But you, oh fucking hell. Maybe the Flash actually did something good for a change there. I'll be damned. Let's see if that saves to my Dropbox or not. Uh, Dropbox, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Did that just save? No, that's not the one. Uh, Dropbox is cocksucker. I don't know. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll post it on the uh, ABV Facebook page if uh, neither of these... Oh, wait. God damn it, now it looks like it showed up. Fucking stupid-ass computer making me look like an ass. Um, actually, no, wait. Didn't show up. Or did it show up? Uh, boom, boom, boom. No, that's that's uh, my penis. Um, oh, okay, that's that's what I want. Uh, copy. I wonder if my Dropbox public folder still works. Uh, I know I had uh, access revoked at one point because apparently I had too much traffic going through it. So let's see if it will let me copy a public link. Oh, Mitch in the chat. Pinterest by volume. Arth and Craft with Kev. Fuck yeah. I don't know. I think this one's actually pretty cool looking. Um, like I said, the texture doesn't come across too perfectly, but you kind of get the idea there. I mean, I, I thought I would have had a lot more bottle caps in there than I do, but... When this thing is fucking full, you know, give give it the summer, given how I drink, and I'll probably have this thing about three quarters full. But I, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. My my uh, to be fair, my wife did a good amount of work on this, so I give her total credit for that. And, and Mitch said they make magnets with uh with their uh with their bottle caps. Yeah, I know, Mitch. It looks empty, but oh. The problem is, I I actually had I had a lot of bottle caps saved up, and my wife not realizing what I was doing threw them away. So the next time I had to instruct her, do not throw them away. Part of my problem lately is that I've been drinking a lot from growlers too. Um, so obviously I'm not getting bottle caps from growlers. I'm I'm gonna be getting back into bottles and, and I've been drinking from cans lately too so that's been fucking it up so obviously I gotta drink more from bottles and uh, Red Sox says that's very pretty Kev some might say that's fantastic I don't even know what the 
Why is Dennis starting a fuck Mitch hashtag? He's in the chat, dude. Oh, that's rude. Mitch Mitch is one of Mitch is probably the most loyal listener of my show. And um and I'm I'm actually kind of surprised he I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't think he defended me on 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 Dutch and Royce. Um I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but that ah, Mitch is loyal. Mitch is a good guy. I don't care. Mitch is awesome. Hashtag Mitch is awesome. Hashtag fuck Dutch. Oh, damn it, I'm starting it again. Boo. Let me get into uh, one of the lists. Uh, let's see if... God damn it. Like, images don't load. Not like I need images, but fuck it. Uh, 17 ways to sneak booze onto the beach. Now, I am I am not, in particular, a beach person, because I fucking hate the way my body looks shirtless, but sneaking booze in would make it much more tolerable for me, especially if I'm moving to Florida, where I assume the beach is just kind of a way of life. Um, I suppose this might also work in some cases for movie theaters, so I could probably I could probably uh, work with that as well. Um, let's see. Mitch is not a loyal anything. He's a loyal alcoholic and a creep. Uh, Mitch says he doesn't take sides. He's middle of the road Mitch, whereas Dennis says he should be standing in the middle of the road with semis passing through. How nice. <laughs> Roy Black on crack with the hashtag. Uh, a little bit wordy, but it works. Hashtag, I love all the MLR hosts equally, and I hate it when you guys fight. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Roy Black on crack is a good dude. Good dude. So the first one in this list is one that I've actually done before. Alcohol-infused gummy bears. I believe when I did my alcohol-infused gummy bears, I had them in... I think it was Loopy Vodka from, um, ah, fuck, Loopy from, was it Three Olives, I think? Uh, turned out pretty good. The gummy bears fucking blow the hell up. That would be a very, very easy one to do in a movie theater. I mean, if, if you really want to be slick with it, you just get a empty bag of gummy bears and put all your alcohol-infused ones in there and then put them into your girlfriend or wife's purse because that's how you, you know, properly sneak shit in. You use their purse. Uh, sunscreen flask. Um, looks it looks like sunscreen. I mean, it looks like a legitimate sunscreen. Uh, the logo even looks like one of the legitimate brands. And then you just pour it into the plastic tumbler that you uh, have sitting with you on the beach. Uh, number three. This sounds delicious. Watermelon tequila wedges. Um, there's a recipe that goes with it. Let me look at this. Uh, let's see, half cup tequila, quarter cup triple sec, quarter cup fresh lime juice, eight ounces watermelon, wines, bleh, rinds removed, sugar, and wooden ice cream spoons. Ah, so that's what those were. Hmm. Interesting. Of course, then you're in trouble if, you know, kids run up and, uh, grab one of the watermelon pops, then you're fucked. Um... <laughs> Uh-oh, scuffle in the chat. That's how you know you got a good show when people are fighting in the chat. Uh, number four, bourbon cherries. This sounds good. It's uh, well, it, it's dark cherries marinated in bourbon. Pretty simple there. And I guess if you're just going to take cherries to the beach, I mean, th a lot of this seems to be, you know, infusing everyday foods with booze. Either that or flasks. So, okay, we have infused gummy bears, 
We have a flask with sunscreen container. Uh, another, you know, infused food, watermelon, tequila wedges, cherries, infused. We've got another flask here. It is a camera flask. It's available for 15 bucks from uh, buynocktails.com. Looks like, I mean, it looks like a looks like a camera, but like somebody mentioned on Facebook, I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been Patrick. He said, you know, yeah, because of course the lifeguard is not going to be suspicious when he sees you drinking from your camera. True. Uh, we got another one here. Strawberry margarita popsicles. It's not a bad idea. Again, you got to be careful with the kids on that. This next one is the one that I rather like. Now, the problem with this is that you need to be drinking out of a can. So it's not, it can't be a spirit. Oh, son of a bitch. Roy Black on crack is Patrick. I never fucking made the connection. Dude. How did I never make the connection until now? Oh. Wow. Oh, even Conti knows that? Oof. 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 I suck, dude. Damn. Conti knows that before me. I am really out of the loop. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Hopefully I remember after tonight. Ugh. But this is this is a can cover. Um, again, you got to drink from a can for this one. It's, you know, got to be a beer. But this is probably the best way to do it. Um, they, they have a link. Learn how to make one. But honestly, you, you take a soda can, you cut out the top, you cut out the bottom, you cut a smooth slit down the side, and then you just pop it over the beer can. Easy enough. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that. Posted a picture in the chat for. Uh, People that are unsure about that. Citrus peel jello shots. Uh, apparently it is a lemon peel slash rind. And then you got uh, you got a jello shot in there. Uh, let's see what they're using with these. Um, actually, they have, a, they have a variety on this link here. They got grapefruit and mango in uh, grapefruit rind, lemon on lemon, uh, orange. Wait. These aren't recipes, fuckers. Um, These aren't recipes! They're just showing fruits you can use. Those are not... Oh, but pizza, mac, and cheese? What? Oh, holy shit. Okay, hold on. Gotta dip into food here. Because this looks fucking amazing. And, oh... Okay. Who doesn't like mac and cheese? If you don't like mac and cheese, you're a communist. So... And if you don't like pizza, you're also probably a communist. So why not merge the two together? This this is an image of pizza mac and cheese. Holy shit. Wow. I, I just saw this in the sidebar of the site where I was looking at some of the, the well, the, the jello shot fruit rinds that they were using. Um, oh, looks very easy, too. Elbow macaroni, half and half, dried oregano, crushed red pepper, cream cheese, shredded cheddar cheese, shredded gruyere, marinara sauce, sun-dried tomatoes, and pepperoni slices. God damn, I am bookmarking the shit out of this because I am making this this weekend if I can. Ooh. I know, I know. I, I'm complete fucking ADD on this show, especially when it comes to food. But, oh, had to share that one. Pizza mac and cheese sounds delicious. Ooh. Okay. Back to the list here. Uh, gin and tonic cupcakes. Um, let's see. Is it based in the frosting or is it based in the cupcake? Let me look at the recipe here. Um, 
unsalted butter, golden castor sugar, self-raising flour, flour, large eggs, baking powder, tonic water, gin, and lime. Okay. Uh, for frosting, butter, and icing, sugar. Rem okay. So there's gin in, gin and tonic in the cupcakes themselves, which probably bakes out. And then you're adding the remaining gin to the frosting. So not bad, not bad. Interesting idea. Flip-flop. Yeah, flip flop flask. This is another one that the lifeguard is not going to notice that you are drinking from your fucking flip flop. They're probably going to assume you're drunk already, but I don't know. Not how how the fuck much can you fit into a flip flop anyway? I mean, two shots maybe, if that. Uh, frozen pina coladas. Let's see. What the uh, recipe is for this. It's kind of like popsicles here. Uh, the ingredients that I am seeing here. Mm, coconut flavored Malibu. Chunks of pineapple. Canned cream of coconut and ice. Okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. Uh, they have a Malibu pink lemonade version too. Spiked chocolate covered strawberries. With this, apparently, you inject the alcohol into the strawberry and then do a regular chocolate-covered strawberry, coat it in, in the uh, chocolate, and that sounds goddamn delicious because I love chocolate-covered strawberries and rarely get to eat them because I'm scared of becoming a total ugh, fat ass. Uh, stick a popsicle on your frozen beer can. Okay, the hopsicle. Stick a popsicle on your frozen beer can and slap one of your can covers over to create an alcoholic push pop. Uh, well, okay, obviously they're cutting the can with this one. I don't want... Da, 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 da. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, bartenders at the Diablo Royal Este in New York City have already started serving hopsicles to thirsty pastry, yeah, patrons. Um, God damn it. Give me information on this, you fuckers! Oh, okay. It's basically a frozen can of beer that's been cut in half. Insert a popsicle stick and enjoy. I don't know. Eh... Maybe I could, you know what, I, I could see maybe doing this with like one can of, you know, like for instance, hell or high watermelon, because, you know, then you get that good watermelon flavor with it. Oh, but I wouldn't want to waste that on an entire six pack. It, it just, it, it feels like alcohol abuse there. Okay. This is probably another one of my favorites here. Number 14, spray bottles. Pour your favorite drink in these colorful bottles and spray it directly into your mouth. Now, spray bottles, just think, you know, if you're in a salon or something, whatever they're spritzing your hair with, you know, to get it wet. Just fill it with booze and spray it in your mouth. You know, what are they going to say? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thirsty. I'm, you know, my mouth felt dry. Uh, number, or number 15, wow, I'm trying to go backwards. Uh, another infused one, uh, drunken melon balls. So melon balls, soak them in vodka and triple sec. Uh, boozy Cake Pops is number 16. Um, let's see. Look at the recipe and see what is the specifics with it. I mean, the problem with so many, like, these baked ones is that you're baking out the alcohol and you're just left with the flavor. What the hell? Strawberry Prosecco Cupcakes. Oh, okay, that's the recipe, and then you make the cake pops out of it. Um, hmm. Interesting, interesting. But two involved for me. And then Mojito Ice Cubes. Um, use a stainless steel ice cube tray, rum, and lots of mint. They'll take a while to freeze, but are worth it. <sighs> oh, why the fuck am I tired? I didn't even work today. Add them to club soda with lime juice, sugar, and boom! 
Hashtag Red Show. You have yourself a sneaky mojito. Uh, and oh shit, that was the end. That was the end of the article. Uh, they got uh, seventeen boozy ice cream. Seventeen reasons why cheese and alcohol are the best couple of all time. Wow, there are other. Oh, this is perfect. Twenty eight huge bowls of holiday booze to help you appreciate your family. Why? Why don't I just um? Why don't I just you know go to BuzzFeed all the time when I'm doing show prep? Why not? Why the fuck not? Because that would make sense. Ah. Okay, what else I got going on here? Um, drinking my uh, Goose Island 312 right now. And it is goddamn good. Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, this is not a BuzzFeed list. This is from... Where the fuck is this from? Medium.com, which I don't even know what the fuck Medium.com is. But I found this here. There's 11 types of bars and how to navigate them. Now, I do not go to bars too often. I, I, I've made that pretty well known. Probably the biggest period of bar crawling that I used to do was back when I was 19 in Michigan and we go to Windsor, do you know multiple bars in Windsor there. Uh, damn, and I, I know, I think it was last week or the week before I was trying to remember this one Irish pub that I went to out in Windsor. But there was also this one bar, it, it was a regular haunt for us that pretty much we would just we would just get shots and play pool. And the place was always fucking dead when we went there, which, thinking back, probably not a good sign for the bar, but they made good drinks. And, you know, they treated us well, so I wasn't going to complain. God damn it. I, I'm, I'm going to have to... Ugh. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember who went to this bar with us. Um, like, the, the the one person I can think of, I don't really talk to her anymore, so probably not a, you know, useful mode of communication there. Um... And then there was, oh, god damn, there was a, it was like a blues bar, really, real hole in the wall place, yet you, you had a small, like, may, maybe a, a blues soloist or a, a duet or something kind of tucked in the corner, you know, playing music, you know, writing along all the walls. It, it was, it was, it was a shithole, but a nice shithole, if that makes sense. Other than that, I mean, aside from your, you know, your your regular, you know, chain restaurant bars, you know, TGI Fridays, yeah, that doesn't really count as a bar. Um, there was a bar that I used to frequent where I used to live here in Jersey. Um, fuck. And if I were sober, I'd remember the goddamn name of it. Um, anybody in Jersey, if I mention... It was almost right across the street from where WDHA's studio is. That will kind of give you an idea there in Cedar Knolls. Um, fuck. It was on the tip of my tongue. Can't remember it. But uh, we used to go there a decent amount. That that was back when I was still with my ex. Um, played trivia there. Uh, in fact, I, I, I'm thinking back like... I think that was might have been before I was 21 so I wasn't even drinking yet shit but went there anyway I remember one time we, uh, we there, there was a guy there yeah I'm going completely random now there was a guy there I think he was on Big Brother or Survivor or something like that 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 made balloon animals and he I was there on my birthday and he made me a balloon animal it was it was a shark 
and it was like a shark balloon animal hat. And it was actually really cool. And I know I still had pictures of it somewhere. And I know you guys don't give a shit about this. I'm just rambling. What the fuck ever. I'm just talking about bars. Bars that I've been to. The only and last I can think of is back in the period between my ex and my wife when I was single, went out with some guys to a club in, I think that was technically Morristown, New Jersey. It's gone now. It turned into a bank called Jimmy's. And it was, it was, you know, just one of those bars. Um, I certainly wasn't picking up women there, you know, couldn't get the attention of the bartender to get a fucking drink, you know, eh. So it, 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 was, it, was, it was douche bro central, Th- thinking back to it. Uh, White ass Brent in the chat says, I, I love a good blue collar dive bar. And yeah, that's, that's the way I like it. There, there was, um, I, I, I think it's since closed and I'm just remembering this now too. And um, it, ah, fuck, it, it was called, I, I want to say it was called the Firehouse in... Uh, Denville, New Jersey, I believe. And the reason we would always go there was there there was this cover band, local cover band called Barcode that would play every weekend. And we seemed to go there every weekend. And it wasn't it wasn't full on blue collar dive bar, but it it certainly wasn't you know dude bros and everything. And it what but it wasn't full on you know redneck. PBR and th- this was really before the you know the hipster renaissance. Um, it, it, it was a nice place though, but one dive bar I do remember here. I, I went to it once, and I think it may have been on my around my twenty first birthday. Called Zagurski's, New Jersey locals um, in like Morris County may be familiar with this place. I, I believe that's it's in it's either in Cedar Knolls or Whippany, and that that's that's definitely blue collar dive bar. Um, I, I, I don't want a place for the dance floor. I, you know, I don't mind, you know, a jukebox, um, maybe, you know, a TV or two above the bar, but you know, nice, nice little hole in the wall where you can just sit and have a beer that going back to that blues bar in Windsor that I went to and that one I could probably look up and remember, but I'm not going to, not going to go into that on Google tonight. But that one, it was it was the kind of thing. Back then, again, I wasn't drinking beer. Uh, I would drink, you know, like Mike's Hard Lemonade. And unbeknownst to a lot of people, Mike's Hard Lemonade is actually pretty different in Canada. At least back then, it was. Then it um, is in the U.S. I know it was stronger for one, and had a different flavor to it. But uh, I would order that at this place. And I think this was back when it was still, you know, it, it was Mike's Hard Lemonade. I don't think you had other flavors yet. And you sit at the bar. And you listen to the music, you look around the place, you know, you see the, you know, stuff that people carved into the walls and scrawled on the walls, stickers that somebody put up. Um, I, I remember it being a square bar right in the center of the place. It was very cramped. There was not a lot of room to move, but there weren't a lot of people there. And that, that was the kind of bar I dig. So that was a dive bar, but a great dive bar. Um, so you know that that'll that'll lead me into that'll lead me into this article: the eleven types of bars and how to navigate them. Ugh. The first one here 
is the neighborhood dive. Now, uh, the neighborhood dive, I would assume, it, it, it might be a little bit different than your standard dive bar. It, this is more of a locals show up kind of here kind of thing. As they described, the neighborhood dive is a no-frills joint owned and operated by a native son with a name like Sully or Mac. These bars are open every day from 6 a.m. till 2 a.m. and catered to a tightly knit, fiercely loyal clientele that revel in the camaraderie, cheap drinks, and proximity to home. Beyond being a temple of worship for the local sports franchise, a neighborhood dive doesn't purport to have a concept or a theme. I like that. Uh, they may serve food there, but you can be damn sure none of the regulars has ever referred to it as a gastropub. Yeah, this is the kind of place that, well, you know, to be sure, on Bar Rescue, uh, they're probably not going to like the food too much. You know, it's your potato skins. It's your shitty burger. It's your shitty nachos. But that's what you expect in a neighborhood dive like that. Uh, with the possible exception of replacing a worn-out dartboard or updating the jukebox selections every decade or so, neighborhood dives don't keep up with the times. They're enduring reminders that the more things change, the more working-class drinkers remain the same. That is the kind of place I like. Although, to be fair, I'm probably not going to order food there because I probably don't trust it. <laughs> you know, I'll leave that to braver souls than myself. Number two is the pub. Pubs differ from dive bars in that they're usually larger, cleaner, and more tourist-friendly. When I say tourist, I mean anyone who didn't grow up within a three-block radius of the place. They tend to be cozy spots where a lot of drinking still gets done, but you're far less likely to see someone projectile vomit on their wife, get beat up by a teamster, collapse and die of liver failure, or put their shit digits in the pretzel barrel. Uh, shit digits? What the fuck? Uh, most pubs offer good beer, reasonably priced drinks, and greasy cheeseburgers that taste awesome after midnight. The cool people to total jag-off ratio in these places tends to hover around 10 to 1. Disregard this ratio, however, if said pub has a karaoke night. In this case, the ratio reverses in the unfortunate event of a karaoke night. You may actually want to consider downgrading this place's rating from a pub to a plastic bar, which is number 7 on this list. I'll get to that. Uh, number 3. The High Concept Bar. Oh, okay. The, these, this is when they start you know, getting into some of the hipstery, douchey bars. Built upon a central idea that's sometimes clever, more often tiresome once the novelty is worn off, usually takes about a week. Such places can only exist in major metropolitan areas like New York, L.A., and Paris, where there is an ample supply of either tourists looking for expensive thrills or arrogant twits who believe they're more sophisticated than the average beer-swilling Philistine and feel the need to prove it by embracing the latest in nightlife novelties. Uh, for example, the article writer, he was once dragged by a publicist against his will to the Ice Cube Bar in Paris, where for somewhere in the neighborhood of $75, he got to dress up like an Arctic explorer and spend 20 minutes doing Grey Goose shooters inside a bleak frozen chamber made entirely of ice. The publicists maintained that freezing my dick off just to catch a buzz was an authentic experience like no other. For 75 bucks, fuck that shit. That, that's... Ugh. That's touristy shit. Oy. Um, hold on. Let me grab another beer. Cracking up my last can of Laka Laka from Horny Goat, which, again, was, wasn't awful. Could have done, done more with the pineapple. Um, 
While there are plenty of examples of the high concept bar gone wrong, like the Hobbit House, a freaky Tolkien theme joint in Manila staffed by little people decked out like Bilbo Baggins. Jesus Christ. Uh, he admits there is a high concept bar here and there that's too crazy and original to be dismissed as a mere gimmick. Okay, now this next one sounds cool. The Skeleton Bar in Gruyere, Switzerland. A magnificent otherworldly boneyard designed by H.R. Geiger. Yes, the late, great H.R. Geiger who just passed last month. The guy who won an Oscar for production design on Alien. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, There's something delightfully twisted about sitting in a wheelchair sucking cocktails out of IV bags. Um, and there's another one, uh, goes on at the clinic bar in downtown Singapore. Um, vodka martinis at the coffin shaped, uh, eternity bar in Truskovets, Ukraine. But of course he says for every skeleton bar, there are 10 rodeo bars and 10 Waikiki Wallies. Bottom line is when in doubt, stay the fuck away. And it, it's, it seems like that, 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 that's what Bar Rescue tends to do too often. You know, they try and go high concept with that shit. And som- sometimes you just, you don't fucking need to. You don't fucking need to. Ah, uh, Roy Black on Crack says, that's the advantage of living in a small town. There's only one bar. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to think, like, just in general around me, I know uh, about a half mile in each direction, there, there are pretty much two bars. One of them I've been to, and it's, it's not bad as a hole-in-the-wall bar, but me and my wife actually went there for dinner one night just to try it out. The food was actually pretty bad. Um, as a bar, I I almost wanted it to be smaller. I wanted it to be more compressed, more cramped. There was, there was too much room there. And then there's one down the, uh, the other way down the street that I never see cars in the lot. I know it's open. I know they are still in business, but it seems to be kind of a sports bar kind of thing. Um, it, it, w- it would be nice to live in a small town and have that bar, you know, not, not to be cliched, you know, when you walk in and they know who you are kind of thing, you know, I'm not asking for cheers, but that, that would be cool. Um, thinking of, um, you know, some, some places in Canada, like, um, fuck, uh, I, I'm I'm blanking out on it. I'd, I'd rem- remember any other time, but if anybody listens to the uh, Merrick vs. Wyshynski podcast, uh, Greg Wyshynski always makes fun of Jeff Merrick for where he lives. And uh, they do a mailbag segment on Wednesdays. And the joke is what... Oh, okay, I remember now. Um, he's in uh, Stouffville in Canada. One of the questions, what's the best bar in Stouffville? Is there a bar in Stouffville? And apparently, yes, there are seven bars in Stouffville. But even yeah, even for a small town, seven bars. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, as much as I'd like to live in a small town, I still I still need all my other amenities. Uh, number four on here, hotel bars. Come in many shapes and sizes, but I have one defining characteristic that unites them. Hotel bars are always located within stumbling distance of a bedroom, and that means possibilities. Not all of them good ones. Eh. I don't know. They, I, I've never, I've never run into a decent hotel bar, or at least you know one with a decent selection of shit that I'd want to drink. Ah, number five, vertically challenged bars, um, physically and demographically. 
Uh, they cater to a specific clientele. Bikers, leather enthusiasts, uh, fur wearers, dwarves, furry dwarves, fans of 80 synth pop bands. Oh, dear God, I'm just rem- I'm suddenly remembering a club that I went to once, once in Detroit. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, once while in the Estonian capital city of Tallinn, I went to a subterranean watering hole called the DM Bar that is devoted entirely to the musical stylings of Depeche Ooh. Excuse me, Depeche Mode. Um, uh, sentiment was put. Try holding up with a group of people in a dark basement with copious amounts of vodka while Songs of Faith and Devotion plays on perpetual loop at high volume. How long does it take before someone snaps? Turns out if you're part of the regular clientele, never. Uh, if you're a lonely, horny, vodka soaked booze journalist dicking around Eastern Europe, however, the answer is 13 minutes 53 seconds. Um,. This was a club, not purely a bar, because it was it was an all ages club. Um, again, don't remember the name of it, but it was it was very like goth industrial. And I remember walking in, and me and my friend Avery, we we, we walked in at clearly the wrong time of day. We we walked in way too early because no one was there yet. But heard the DJ playing stuff, and it was stuff that we would not hear on the radio, but it was stuff that we recognized, and we're like. Oh my god, this is awesome! But once the people actually started coming in, we realized we were way out of our depth. We did not have the neon braids. We did not have all the piercings that the people had. We did not have the leather pants or the strappy outfits and chains and leashes and everything. Yeah, we were... Yeah, that that was a place we did not belong. So... um. Uh, and th- there's there's nothing wrong with the Pesh Mode, Dennis. I I I actually rather like the Pesh Mode. Um, Songs of Faith and Devotion is a is a great album. Um, I mean, it, I remember "Enjoy the Silence" was one of my favorite songs back when uh, this was pre MP3s. I'm really dating myself here. When the the best way to kind of get songs, you know, sort of pirating them was uh, via mod files. Yes, it was an extension called .mod. It does not have to do with games. It does not have to do with mods for Skyrim and stuff like that. No, no, no. It was a music file. I do not remember what the extension stood for, but it was basically a, you know, kind of a, what, like a 16-bit-ish music file Um that you know, I I still have a collection of them. I I have I have old archive CDs where I have a shitload of mod files. Um, damn, I I wish I I wish I had those CDs on hand now. I'd like pull them up right now. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, Dennis says you know, real real motherfucker. I own that shit when I was a kid. Um, ha- have you okay? Have you ever fucking edited on real to real audio, dude? Fuck you. <laughs> I actually I had I had to do that before too. Now my 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 parents had a reel to reel um audio player too. Um the only reel to reel stuff they had was disco, but pff, I listened to that shit. I I listened to reel to reel. I, you know, of course listened to vinyl. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Good Dennis. Dennis did edit on uh, reel to reel and it was a pain in the motherfucking yep with fucking glue. Pain in the fucking ass. I hated doing that. I would, n- 
I know people romanticize, you know, those days of analog, but oh, I don't want to go back to that. But I, I think I think the the one media back then I missed was eight track. Never had any exposure to eight track, but um, reel to reel, you know, vinyl, uh, both you know forty fives and whatever the large full speed was, you know, cassettes. Never gotten to mini discs, um, and you know the MP3. I I started hitting that probably around. 90, 98 maybe. Oh, Dennis says I can edit you a real tape, uh, or an eight millimeter film like nobody's business. Yes. Oh, I, 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 oh, it is rewarding when you do that shit. But goddamn. Um. Oh, and uh, White Ice Brent says, isn't a mod file similar to a MIDI where it's only like music instrument on each file? Yes, yes, one instrument per mod file. Very good, Brent. That is exactly what it is. So, Brent Brent knows of what I speak. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hit it in MP3s. Like, it must have been around 98. The first MP3 album I ever had, and I can't remember who I got it from, how it was pirated or whatnot, but it was an album from Epoptigma Berserk, who, sadly, I only got to see once live in concert, maybe within months before I uh, moved from Michigan to Jersey. If anybody knows that band in the chat or anybody that's listening, kudos to you because very few people I know of uh, know that band, but they're actually quite good. If I remember correctly, they're like Norwegian. Um, or possibly, actually possibly German. I'm trying to remember. Mm. Um, aha, yes, mod is composite format. Actually, a, really, a couple of really cool mod editors. Yeah, see, n- n- now I want to break out my CDs and bust up my old mods. Like, I had, like, all sorts of, like, Nine Inch Nails and mods. I had multiple Enjoy the Silence mod files where, like, you know, I kept finding better and better and better ones. I loved that shit. I don't know why. Um, goddamn. <laughs> Let me get back to the list here. Oof. Uh, number six, the full of itself bar. Uh, depending on your point of view, you could potentially put this in with the vertically challenged bars, but these are bars aimed at that vertical slice of humanity that enjoys liquor, and that makes them special. Uh, when they go wrong, especially odious. Mm, too many of these around these days to ignore. Ah, uh, okay. These are the places that refer to bartending as mixology and have no compunction against charging you 15 to $20 per drink. Um... Let's see. Uh, last thing you want when you're trying to enjoy a relaxing drink is either smug superiority from the bartender or a member of the wait staff insisting on telling you about the fair trade origin of the drink's agave syrup. Yes. Ugh. I know. I mean, I, I appreciate, like, you know, the stuff I see on Bar Rescue, I appreciate that. And they, they don't go too, too far into depth, you know, with it. Yeah, they call themselves mixologists, but they kind of go basic with the drinks. Um,. Number seven, nostalgia bars. Eh, this could be kind of hit or miss here, but um, old-timey bars that serve classic cocktails of yesteryear, nary an appletini in sight, and display tattered black-and-white photos and yelling news- yellowing newspaper articles on the walls. If there's any place you can get away with wearing a fedora, unironically, the nostalgia bar is it. Um, 
Let's see. My former editor at Playboy has my eternal gratitude for not only putting me up with me this long, but also for introducing me to what was thought to be the world's first nostalgia bar, Bill's Gay 90s on East 54th. Uh, Founded during Prohibition as a speakeasy, Bill's paid homage to the so-called gay 1890s, a time when alcohol enthusiasts were reported to have had an ass-pounding amount of fun hanging out in bars. (laughs) Fucker. Hence the name that made my editor's wife look twice every time it showed up on his credit card bills. I don't know. I, I, I think a nostalgia bar could actually, I don't know, have a have a decent decent flow to it. Um, the problem is, if you're going to go to a nostalgia bar, you probably can't just walk in in a t-shirt and jeans. Um, but it, an environment like that would actually probably be kind of cool. Let me tear through these last few. Um, oh, and this guy lied about plastic bars being number seven. It's number eight. Plastic bars. Uh, we call these Carl Rove bars. Uh, fern bars, yuppie bars, or that place with the frozen daiquiri machine. Uh, they may not have authenticity on their side, but they do have booze. Treat your plastic bar the same way you treat a museum exhibit. Speak softly, don't touch anything, and leave as quickly as possible. You may have sex with things you find inside the plastic bar, but only once. So, that's your yuppie bar kind of thing. Number nine. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, I got, I got to have a lead up to this. Because, I don't know. Mersh, Mersh wouldn't forgive me if I didn't uh, do this right here. Some of you probably have an idea as to uh, where I'm going with this. Let's see here. Uh, let me fast forward a little bit here. Come on. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. This is Strip Clubs! Ah, uh, yeah, Mersh. I'm not really making fun of Mersh. I'm just trying to do his voice. Ah, where to begin? Mandatory two-drink minimums for watered-down cocktails and plastic shot glasses at $15 a pop. Oh, $20 glasses of fruit punch masquerading as my ties that you're obliged to buy the stripper who's charging you 20 more for every three minutes of grinding robotically on your lap to the tune of some of the most awful music ever recorded, like Molly Crew! Throw in all manner of creeps, pimps, punks, and skanks, and what have you got? A multi-billion dollar industry that generates more money per year than theater, opera, ballet, jazz, and classical music concerts combined. What the fuck? Thank fucking Christ for that, too, because a world in which more people would pay to see an anorexic performer in a pirouette than a right pair of tits is no world I want to learn. Yeah! (sighs) Okay, enough of that. I can only do so much Motley Crue. Um... (laughs) Uh, Western Echo in the chat. Awesome impression. Want to do a show on Thursdays, 10 to midnight, once a year. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And Dennis says he's been to swing bars a while back, dressing up as cool, but you don't really have to. It, that reminds me of, like, I haven't been to a swing bar, but I did see... Might get shit for this. Uh, saw Squirrel Nut Zippers a while back. <laughs> like, years back. Um, 97? 98? Perhaps? And, you know... Cool to see, but I, I don't do no swing dancing. Ah, oh, was that a Mercer footer impression? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, footer, footer, footer. I'm trying to do. Footer. I, 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 
I can do a raspy voice, but I, I can't. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. You know. Uh, fuck. Fuck B Rock. I, I don't know. Nah. I, see, I, I just can't do it. Can't do it. Nah, I don't know. Uh, number ten, live music joints. These places barely qualify as bars because trying to order a drink is a lot like trying to secure a bowl of gruel in a Calcutta soup kitchen. Ew. Um. Live music joints are shit, and you pay way too much. Um. That's that's one of those places where, you know, you're probably a lot more likely to buy for someone underage, as I may have allegedly done at points in the past. Um. You know, so I, I was at a show with a couple people that were like, I don't know, almost like 10 years younger than me at least. And uh, stupid me, uh, may have allegedly bought stuff for them. But, fucking Converse wearing indie rock fans get more annoying by the second you're over the age of 30. Yeah. Yeah. Live music joints for drinking. It's fucking stupid at this point. It's not even worth it. And the last one here, number 11, sports bars. In addition to being the barcotype, I actually kind of like that word, responsible for the second highest number of divorces, sports bar are also a factor in a large number of DUI arrests, full-scale brawls, illegal gambling rings, and chicken wing bone choking incidents. As a result, men can't seem to get enough of these places. This is because men, while occasionally cute and cuddly, are complete assholes most of the time. Yes, I will admit to that. Fuck Dutch. With the exception of a few really raunchy sex clubs, there's nowhere a man can tap into his inner asshole more completely than a place where the menus are shaped like goldie masks and feature meals named after ballparks and Heisman Trophy winners. Though in fairness, I once had a transcendent dining experience at a Hooters in South Florida. Really? Uh, though I have suspicion that it owes something to the fact the Eagles were winning against the Giants in a divisional round playoff game and that Sandra, our waitress, insisted on sitting in my lap every time she came to check that we had enough beer. Okay, eh, fair enough, fair enough. I've been to a Hooters... Maybe twice. Uh, no, 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 no. Three times. Twice in Michigan. Because uh, the leader of a video crew that I was on uh, bought us dinner. And then at least, well, maybe once or twice in Jersey for uh, some WWE pay-per-views. Uh, that was a long time ago, back when I back when I watched wrestling. Not anymore. I just I, I can't invest the energy in it. I just can't. Um, yeah. Okay, back to Swing. Dennis says he would have seen Squirrel Nut Zippers. I, I, a friend of mine worked at a music store in Michigan. She had free tickets to it, so I'm like, "Why the fuck not?" It was cool. It was. It was. I don't know. It. it oh God. Wait. Uh. <laughs> J. Wait. Does J. Five want me to do an impression of him? What? He says, "Do me next." I'm not sure. He says he's been to Hooters once and hated it. And the food's nothing special. The environment's nothing special. If you're into WWE, it's good for getting a free pay per view. That's about it. But, um, yeah, so that, uh, close that out, close that out. I, I got to get into the new v- reveals and releases for the week, uh, cause I don't want to cut into J5's time cause he is, he's in the chat, yo. And I don't want to fuck that up because he does a goddamn good show. Uh, first one I got up here for new beer releases and reveals for the week. And this image refuses to load. So fuck it. You're not getting an image in the chat. It's Sierra Nevada Rain Check Spice Stout. It's an imperial stout brewed with ginger, brown sugar, molasses, and lime. The lime actually really stands out there to me, so I'm curious about this one, but I know I'm not going to see it because distribution is limited to Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, packaged in 12-ounce four-packs, 8.9% ABV, already shipping now. And is my phone vibrating? 
Oh, no, wait. My wife is vacuuming upstairs. Because that makes sense. What the fuck? And did my phone cry? Ah, fuck my phone. Uh, this is another from Labatt's Prohibition series. If you remember last week, I mentioned one. This one is Labatt Apple Harvest Ale. Uh, I'm not being racist. Alan, Jesus. Oof. Oh, uh, and White House Brent posting about uh, NHL 15. God damn it. If they would release it on PC and have a proper port of it, god damn it. But uh, I don't have a PS4 yet, so I'm probably fucked for the new NHL. Um, and uh, I'm not going to be racist when J5 is in the room because I did that once and I felt horrible. Uh, Labatt Apple Harvest Ale, uh, nigga please. It features apple juice or flavoring. They're not quite sure which. Uh, in the article I read for it, but it seems like an answer to Red's Apple Ale. It's going to be in 12-ounce bottles, 6% ABV on this one. Next one I got here is from Allagash Brewing. And that reminds me, there was an Allagash beer I saw today that I wanted to look up. Um, one was done with like red wine, one was done with white wine, kind of in it. This is Allagash Helena. It's an American wild ale aged in oak wine barrels. I'm very happy to see the slew of American wild ales popping up these days from prominent breweries, particularly ones that distribute to me here in Jersey. Uh, 12.7 ounce bottles. It's corked in cage, which is a little bit different for uh, for smaller bottles like that. Uh, arrival still to be determined. 6.1% ABV on that one. Uh, Brooklyn Hand and Seal. Got another image for this one that I will post in the chat. Uh, it's a very, you know, mellow image uh let's see it is a bourbon barrel aged barley wine style ale brewed as an homage to exclusive british drinking styles uh brooklyn brewery says uh let's let's see it's gonna have uh rich flavors of floor malted barley shining through layers of vanilla coconut and floral notes provided by aging and casks of bourbon oak culminating in 100% bottle re-fermentation. Available in 750 milliliter bottles, corked and caged. Arrival to be determined. 10% ABV on that one. And then the last one I got here is uh, from Cigar City. It's the Cafe Americano Double Stout. I wish I could fucking get Cigar City out here. Gotta move to Florida to get this shit. God damn it. Um, appeared earlier this year on draft at the brewery. Uh, it's a deep, dark stout. has a rich espresso and coffee notes contributed by the generous use of roasted barley and locally roasted espresso. They add in roasted raw chocolate, hint of vanilla to the big-bodied stout and age it in rum bar- barrels. Can be released in 750 milliliter bottles, arrival to be determined, as well as the ABV, but I'd guess somewhere around 10% on this one. <sighs> and with that, that's the show for the week. Uh, as always, if there's a local beer you think I should try, drop me an email at kevin at morelikeradio.com and we can try and work out a beer trade. Please, please, please. I'm always looking for cool shit. The ABV beer tasting list. I added stuff to it. Look at it. tinyurlcom slash ABV beer tasting. Check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the ABV Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Um, Joe's favorite person, Jamie, she actually uh, just joined that page and liked it. So, yeah, check it out. Follow me on Twitter, at E-D-I-C-I-U-S-A-D-C-S, even though people say Atticus, but whatever. And at MLR underscore alcohol, look me up on untapped alcohol by volume, all one word. Coming up next, J5, unsigned hype, 
followed by the wonderful, the lovely, the ever polite and loving Dutch Joel Dutch Van Wingerden and Royce Lopez Dutch and Royce I will see you guys next week have a good one Hashtag fuck the arch.